We are now in our last week of the series, Yours is the Kingdom, where we have been focusing on the Lord's Prayer and how we should use this as a model for all of our prayers. Each week, we have taken a different line from the prayer and broken down what this really means for our lives and especially for how we connect with God, our Father. Jesus was teaching this prayer to the Jewish people because he understood that prayer in their lives had lost its true meaning. For these people, prayer had become this ritual and Jesus wanted to turn that model upside down. Instead of wanting this to be an act of tradition, Jesus was pointing to this as a conversation between a father and his children. Jesus wanted them and he longs for us to connect with God in a personal way. And he realized that while this was meant to be done in prayer, people have been missing the point. We have treated prayer as a chore, as a wish list, as a show. But Jesus wants us to know that prayer is something far more powerful. Throughout this series, we have discovered the intimate relationship we have with God, who is the supreme authority over our lives. We have prayed for our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. How we need to be longing for his kingdom and will to be done in our lives. So we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How He provides for us what we need each day. So we pray, give us this day our daily bread. And how, for, how He forgives us our sins so that we can realize that we also need to turn around and be as forgiving to people in our lives. So what do we pray? We pray and forgive us our debts. And we also have forgiven our debtors. Today, we conclude this prayer with the final words that Jesus wants us to know and hear when we pray to our Father. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Boy, temptation is a powerful feeling. I think all people know what temptation really feels like. It's that urge to do something that you know is not right, but you want to do it anyway. Eating another cookie when you've already had five cheating off someone's test because you didn't study for the test, finding a way to bend the rules so you can get the accolades or the promotion, sending those lustful texts to someone other than your husband or wife, watching that movie even though you know the images are going to be inappropriate. We want to fight the urge, but there's something inside our heads that says, go ahead, do it. We struggle to get out of these situations. I mean, even those of you who don't claim to believe in Jesus would admit that temptation is a difficult feeling to battle. And we're regularly looking for ways to avoid that trial we're facing. You see, Jesus is saying that our Father wants to protect us from harm. As a father, protecting my kids is one of my top priorities. I want to keep them from getting hurt, not just physically, but emotionally as well. I don't want them to feel sadness or heartbreak. If I had it in my power to keep all of those things from them, then this is what I would do. Of course, this would mean they'd probably have to live in a bubble. As people, we can't completely protect our kids from pain. Shoot, sometimes we're the one causing the pain. God feels the same. He wants to protect us from pain and trouble, but He knows it's not possible. These things come from sin being part of our world, and as a result, we're going to have pain. 
This is where temptation leads people to a place where they struggle to resist the test. Each time I picture temptation, I conjure up those cartoon images of the devil and the angel sitting on the shoulder. The angel's telling you to make the right choice, but that devil is saying, come on, it's a, just one little cookie, or it's just a simple little picture. You can look. Do you remember those cartoons? This is what I see. Satan wants to hold on to our lives. This hold on our lives breaks down marriages, family, friends, careers, and most importantly, our relationship with our Father in heaven. This is why we need to remember that our temptations lead to evil that damages our relationships. Jesus concludes his prayer by asking God to not lead us into temptation. You see, this word, when we study this word, it, it actually could also mean test. You know, it, it seems to be kind of a both and kind of word. It refers to both temptation and testing, that, that being put into a difficult situation. The word becomes a merger of the two ideas. You see, our temptations, they're tests that Satan put in our path. Part of temptation is based upon what we're desiring in life. If we're desiring more money, then we're more likely to fall into the temptation of lying, stealing, and cheating to get ahead. If you're desiring to be better than someone, maybe you're going to be tempted to gossip, slander, and envy those people. When we're so consumed with being in a relationship, then we're going to fall into the temptation of being overly physical or making concessions to our values to make someone else happy. These desires, while not necessarily evil in and of themselves, the issue is that these lead to temptations. Look what Paul wrote to Timothy as an example. But who desires to be rich falls into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Right here, Paul uses a phrase to describe how the devil grabs hold of people. He snares them. I don't know if you know what a snare is, but snares are used to capture wild animals. They set these traps and the snare will wrap around the animal's leg and they can't escape. Have you ever tried to catch an animal? You have to lure it in with something. Like we use cheese or peanut butter for mouse traps, right? Honestly, food is really the common way to capture an animal. However, duck hunters use calls to draw them in. We use female hormones for deer hunting. We have to tempt the animal in with all these methods so that we can capture or kill them. This is what Satan wants to do as well. Satan wants to use our temptations to lure us in and then snare us with sin. We often think of the devil with this army of demons and creatures, but in reality, he doesn't have to send demons to possess our souls or do us harm. He uses our own issues against us. He uses our own snares to devour us. He looks for the footholds that we've left in our lives. What are those footholds for you? Is it the websites you visit? Is it friends you, who have constantly around you with bad influencing and asking you to do things you know are wrong? Is it the shows you're watching on Netflix or television? Is it places you go where you know there will be things you can't resist? We all have footholds in our life that we need to honestly look at and decide whether we need to remove those from our life. See, a test or temptation is all about our own circumstances. 
Most of us don't wake up looking for opportunities to sin, but when we find ourselves in unfavorable situations, our reaction or our response could be to sin. When we're struggling or dealing with anxiety, we tend to let our guard down. Here is where the prayer really comes into this situation. While we need to remove the footholds that Satan has in our lives, this is often not within the power of people. Just like we talked about when we said, give us this day our daily bread, we need to rely on God. We need God to provide us with the strength and power to step away from these situations. And this is why Jesus said, lead us not into temptation. See, even Jesus was tested by Satan three times. It's the situation Jesus found himself in that he's asking God to help him or us to avoid. Remember, our Father wants to protect us from harm, but we need to ask for his help. We cannot overcome sin on our own. We need divine intervention. Jesus is telling us to turn to prayer, to ask our Father to help us overcome. As Jesus teaches us to pray in this moment, He is telling us that we would ask God for His protection and His deliverance. The truth is, we never fully avoid temptation. We will never fully avoid sin, but we need God's help and deliverance from evil. Whether we are talking about a specific evil one or a general evil in the world, the only true remedy is God's deliverance from it. There are a few things which I believe we need to do to rely on God's deliverance from evil. The first is we need to stay diligent in our prayer life. Jesus was teaching people to pray this prayer because he knew that their prayer lives were stagnant. He knew that prayer was not what it was meant to be. And this is the same for us. Has your prayer life become non-existent or some chore and routine you mark off the list? Jesus is saying, change up your prayer life and stay diligent in your connection with God. Do not fall asleep in your relationship with God. Think about being asleep. This is truly when you are most vulnerable to harm. This is when we are most likely to be robbed, harmed, or damaged. Who turns on their security system during the day when they're home? No one. But when you're sleeping, you turn that on because this is when danger comes. It comes in the night when you're unaware of what is happening. Jesus knew this idea as well. When Jesus went to the garden to pray before his arrest, he asked his disciples to sit with him and take watch. Then, when he came back from praying, what happened? They were asleep. So Jesus said to them, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Can you imagine how Jesus felt? Here he is asking his disciples to keep watch, and they fell asleep. If that were me, I would have walked up and kicked them and said, Hey guys, what's up? Sleeping on the job, are you? But see, what Jesus does is teaches them in this moment. He says, watch and pray to keep themselves out of temptation. In a moment where Jesus could have, and probably should have, cracked them upside the head, he decided to teach. Boy, I hope I'm this patient with everyone. He's showing them that if we let ourselves become too comfortable in our prayer life and are not diligent about how we connect with God, then we give in to temptation. Jesus says, our flesh is weak. 
We don't have the fortitude and resolve to avoid temptation every time and keep ourselves away from evil, but God does. The second thing we need to do is realize that we need to have a commitment to prayer which leads to a resistance of evil. We need to have endurance. Life requires endurance. I think we've all experienced what endurance really looks like in 2020. We're being told that we need to endure this current environment and that if we do, we will come out on the other side. And to be honest, we have not endured well. We have complained and fought back against these suggestions for safety. Why? Because we want it to be done already. I want it to be over too, I'm, honestly. I want life to go back to normal. This is the same with temptation and sin. We are not conditioning ourselves to endure these hardships. James, the brother of Jesus, he wrote the following, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Training for endurance takes commitment and devotion. Have you ever trained for a race or for some type of physical competition? You have to commit the time and the energy to training because if you don't, you're gonna fall. You're gonna get to the starting line, the gun is gonna go off, and you're gonna struggle to even get halfway there. Why? You didn't train. You can't walk into a gym and expect to lift 200 pounds if you haven't ever done that before. It's not logical to think your body is capable of making that leap without conditioning, training, and endurance. You have to plan to lift a little bit at a time, day after day, week after week, increasing the effort and the weight until you get to a point where you can lift 200 pounds. And then as you lift that weight more and more, you gain more endurance to increase the amount of those times you do it or the weight even more. You see, this is the same thing God wants for us in our prayer life. Conditioning your heart for temptation means praying daily and being in God's Word. I can tell you that in the most challenging and tempting points of my life, I've found that my daily prayer and devotional time has been lacking. I wasn't training my spiritual health to handle the weight of the world. We cannot expect to fall into dangerous situations and be prepared spiritually to handle those moments without stumbling. By praying each day and increasing your time with God, day after day, week after week, you will begin to struggle less with temptation and focus more on God's power. Finally, don't try to face these temptations and evils on your own. Again, in this part of the prayer, Jesus uses the phrasing, us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus is saying we should be praying for the strength and resolve of others to face these tests and sins. Because we better resist temptation together. The evil one would prefer we get alone and not have any help because he knows that alone we are weaker. Our proclivity to live solitary lives is a direct result of our sinful nature. We shy away from people because we feel guilt or shame of our own decisions, so we think, I can handle this on my own. This is what Satan wants. Apart, we are vulnerable. Together, we are strong. In Ecclesiastes, they write this, 
And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Although we will be tempted to face these struggles alone, don't let that stand in your way. In times when I was afraid and ashamed to share my sins, I found that people with whom I shared could relate and provide hope and support. Then, in right relationship with them and our Father, we can begin to hold each other accountable for our struggles. This is the way God designed our relationships to be built, upon a threefold cord of strength, with two people and God. Remember, our Father wants to protect us from harm. And here is what we know is true. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You see, the amazing thing about this prayer that says, deliver us from evil, is that Jesus was the ultimate deliverance from evil. The evil one says, I want your life to end. But Jesus is saying, I want you to live forever. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that we may have life and live it abundantly. Jesus knew when he was teaching us this prayer that he was coming to deliver us from the thief of life. They didn't know it at the time, but his intention was to deliver each of us from evil in a way where we could live forever in the kingdom of heaven. Sin was the evil that led to death, and he knew the sacrifice that was needed. We need to be delivered even today. Jesus knew that on our own, we could not resist the temptations that stand before us. So he made the choice to give up his life. In the very next line of John, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Here is where we all need to stop and think about our lives. And we need to ask ourselves, are we trying to rely on our strength and our own power to resist temptation, to resist evil? Or are we relying on the sacrifice of Jesus? Jesus makes it clear that the wrong situation can lead to sin. So our avoidance of these places, these people, or these circumstances, that is key. But ultimately, the only solution to temptation is deliverance from it by God Himself. Have we chosen to claim our deliverance through Jesus? Have we chosen to say, Jesus, I trust you are the answer to my tests, and only you have the power to free me from the snares of sin? Listen, if you haven't made this commitment, I would encourage you to take that next step. We have many ways for you to connect with us through our website, and you can even attend our next Meet the Pastor tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on Zoom. You can register online at the link below. And you can join Kevin Smith and I for a conversation getting to know us personally, White Oak, and to find out how you can take that next step in your faith. Our Father wants to protect us from harm. And He sent His one and only Son to die for our sins so that this could be done. Each day as we pray, let's remember to thank God for this grace and to ask Him to continue to protect us from the temptations and evils of this world.